It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and intern Rob again. And boys, uh, I think I, I summed it up pretty well preemptively when I posted the uh, trade questions or the, the team list Tuesday discussions, Ryan, when I said, uh, what fresh hell will the coaches have for us this week? And they really haven't disappointed, have they? <laughs> no, they've uh, they've really come through for us, haven't they? Yeah, I am. Um... Yeah, I really love State of Origin. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, so good. It's awesome for the middle of the season. It's, it's, yeah, it's great stuff. So, mate, obviously we've got a, a big week planned. And, um, Rob, mate, you you were, uh, you know, you've fallen off the, the bandwagon a little bit this week in terms of, uh, you know, preparing preparing for the podcast by walking the dog. Um, so she's been, she's been quite vocal about her thoughts so far already. Uh, in the pre-podcast discussions. So, uh, mate, have you got her all sorted out now? Or Yeah, uh, hopefully she's all right. Um, yeah, no, good, to, good to hear from you, boys. Um, just just echoing what Ryan said, I hate Origin. I'm staring down the barrel of 15 or 16 blokes this week. So, um, yeah, look, I might need to change some of my trade suggestions um, depending on how Origin goes, I yeah, no, that's it. And I'm sure everybody's in the same position. So with no further ado, we should probably rip in. Now, at some point, we're going to get a Brandon Smith uh, suspension verdict tonight. And um, this maybe it's a good place to start. I mean, like, obviously, we put out our uh, Instagram post, uh, Who Cut the Cheese? And uh, I have to admit, uh, it wasn't looking great. Uh, but, I mean, I'll take a win any way I can get it. And, I mean... They've asked for a minimum four week suspension here. So, Ryan, is that sort of in line? What are you? What's your prediction? Early prediction for what you think Brandon Smith's going to get? Um, four weeks sort of sounds right because I, I I can't imagine because what did oh, who was the warrior that got suspended for Montoya. what was his name? Massimo Montoya. Montoya. Montoya, yeah, because because he got four weeks as well, didn't he? So that sort of seems to be, um, sort of seems to be around that for. For saying something the NRL doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's it's quite, it is it's kind of interesting that they care more about you know a bit of swearing and calling someone a cheat than they do about hitting somebody in the head or whatever. But um, I mean, Rob, what do you think? What do you reckon, mate? Are you are you going to go with the the previous the four weeks, or you think it's going to be more or less? Yeah, I, I think starting with a character reference from Madge isn't a great strategy <laughs> to try and reduce your sentence. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's I think minimum four. four he's just got right. um, cheese has just got no filter. Hey, like you see it when he's on Matty Johns and he just starts like we, like I love cheese for it that he's got no filter because he's a character, but um, it probably come came back to bite him here that he uh, yeah yeah can't, he needs can't to do some him. he needs to do some media training I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, just dial it down. Robo, have a, Robo will get it into him. Oh, mate, yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is he's going to represent a fantastic option for next year. And, I mean, there's actually – I've been thinking it, starting to think about it, and there's a couple of guys who are just going to be absolutely tremendous options. But, my, boys, we've still got seven rounds to go. So we're, we're only, you know, 
we we still got a good chunk of the season, just under a third to go. And I mean, I was just listening to the uh, the Talking League rap podcast on on Monday morning on my way to work, and they were talking about having three trades left um, prior to this week. And I mean, there's going to be some people in lots of trouble. Um, but we might circle back to that. Uh, the first game of the round here starts with pretty, you know, pretty good. Probably one of the better games in terms of repercussions for fantasy managers. Um, with uh, obviously the Cowboys resting Valentine Holmes, not that he's particularly fantasy relevant. Murray Talong is out with COVID. Dearden named to back up from Origin. He's going to make his debut on tomorrow night. Oh, geez, that's come up quick. Uh, and then Lemuelo named in the back row for Nanai, who has not been named. Um, Gilbert named to back up, though, with uh, Luciano, Ben Hinton, and Griffin Neem on the bench. You have to imagine that is going to change, and it'll be Ben Condon or Emery Perry will take that last bench spot. But um, Cowboys-wise, I guess it's probably good news for Tomalolo. And, um, yeah, same, same for Robson. Ryan, is there anything else you can see here for the Cowboys? No, not really. I, I sort of expect Granville to be used, um, sort of in that lock role that he's been used at when he's been, yep. uh, you know, named in the in the side with Robson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the hamster there is a little bit of an interesting one. Um, he might be there as cover for um, if Dearden can't play the full eighty after backing up as well. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, but as in terms of fantasy relevance, it's really just Robson and Tumalolo, isn't it? Yep, yep, and that's two thankful green dots that I don't have to stress about this week. Ryan, any, uh, not Ryan, Rob, anything from you? We're happy to move on to the Sharkies. Yeah, no, just a shame for the people that still have Nanai um, not backing up, but that's not surprising given um, mm. it's only a day after Origin. So, Yep, and Two obviously days. one of your headaches you're dealing with, Rob, is you're still holding Ruben Cotter. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> if it, it's such so difficult um, because I'm primarily playing head-to-head. Um, it looked like it was only going to be a couple of games, um, so I could kind of, you know, be ready for it and, and you know, f- not really worry about 17 or 18, get mm. back for 19, make the finals, etc. Um, yeah. But it's just those other people that are missing, which I'm sure we'll get to, that are just such a killer for holding red dots this year. So Yeah, 100%. They're certainly punishing anyone that made the decision to hold guys like Cotter this, this week. So uh, moving across to the Sharks, uh, pretty much as per program here, Ramian, big score, but, I mean, that, that'll happen. Uh, will Kennedy, a couple of scores in a row now, and he was one I was sort of looking at maybe trying to pull the 100K out of Savage. But um, I guess particularly the the boys from uh, Boom or Bust did a really good um, strength of schedule thing, one that we did last year, but I hadn't actually had the chance to put up last year. And their one looks remarkably like the one that I did last year, but, I mean, they've saved me the work, so I'm, I'm not mad. <laughs> and and the, uh, the Boom or Bust guys, they've got the uh, – was it the Sharks with the easiest schedule rest of the season or – or close to it, which is, um, I mean, Will Kennedy is, is Ryan. Is he somebody that you're looking at if you're looking for a cheapie? Maybe you were planning on going to Volkman, but he's not available this week now. So, um, look, no, not not for me. Like, I think he was a perfect sort of cash out round sixteen, seventeen for your overall coaches. Um, I, I think for me now, I'm just sort of looking for someone a little bit cheaper. Um, more interested in the money more so than uh, a thirty point. 314k fullback if if that makes sense I'm more I'd rather go down to you know some of these other guys uh, cheaper guys these week this week that's that have been named than um you know keep 60k in the bank for scores I can probably get similarly from other guys yeah 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few guys that we'll sort of obviously touch on as we go through it. I mean, fantasy-wise, outside of Hines, who's probably a captaincy option this week, if you think he's going to bounce back from COVID, it's pretty low-end sort of fantasy gear here with McInnes to sell for feeder, you know, slowly coming along there. But, you know, probably is he, you know, he'd be re- he'd have to be reaching – yeah, 23 break-even, average 26. Obviously, anyone with him can move him on this week. Um, and then it's basically what Wade Graham for you, Ryan, and that's it. And then <laughs> maybe um, some some of our optimistic people who've jumped on, Blake Braley, who um, yeah, obviously after, Lord. After, after absolutely ripping it into Bacon Lord last week, he, he put up another good score and we got some trade questions about him now as well. So... Yeah, oh. no, good old, good old Blake got, got a try. Yeah, flying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's outside of the top three, he's he's in the argument to be better than Marnie. Mm, yeah, well, I guess I, I guess you got to put Jaden in that sort of argument now too. Now that Randall's off the bench, it seems like he's going to be an eighty minute hooker. Oh, maybe unless Kurt Mann spends a bit of time there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, he's got a sixty eight break even. We can wait and see what the plan is with Jaden Bradley. Um. Uh, yeah, that's probably it for the Sharkies. So moving along to the next game, Parramatta Eels. Obviously, uh, lots of people with lots of Eels following last week. No Ryan Madison again. Papali'i doing great stuff as a captain for most people last week. Um, Moses did great stuff for me as my captain last week. Uh, not that I did anything with that, um, but a 79 is pretty good. I mean, he's a smoky captaincy option against this Warriors team this week as well, you have to imagine. But, I mean... Is he, Rob, is he, if you were looking for a half, is he somebody at 659K that you'd look at buying, maybe? Moses, did you say, or Brown? Yeah, Sorry, Moses. Um, Moses. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I talked talked um, Moses up last week, and he repaid everyone that captained him. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, yeah, looking like a really good option for, uh, yeah, even to keep in your halves, but even if you don't, just on your bench, Um I think yeah, it's great value. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's good. I mean the other eels here, Papaliti's a a nice little buy now at you know for people that don't have him that are playing head to head that didn't jump on last week. Seven hundred sixty eight k, still a break even a sixty seven. So no rush. But Ryan, the revenge game. Who knows what's mm. going to happen this week? Yeah, I think I'm going to be bringing him in this week and slapping the C on him with no Cleary. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, in revenge mode here against the Warriors. Yeah, geez, I'd hate to be uh, had to be matching up against him. Yeah, well, I mean, the task is going to go to you and Aiken, who um, is going to be um, playing uh, in the back row. So, yeah, good stuff happening there with uh, Reese Walsh. Um, this, uh, I mean, they're they're Cossy. So Cossy's been named. Um, so Watini's Lizniak's not playing. Also Volkman, who a lot of people were probably looking at this week as a cash out option not named um, could potentially be problematic for people that have both Volkman and Cleary um, being that, you know, you might have to be shuffling guys like Hines and Burton into your halves to fill spots. And then, you know, all it takes is a Tedesco or something to get ruled out. And all of a sudden you're playing Jason Saab this week. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting pretty thin there with no Volkman, pretty obviously disappointing, but Tor who moves into the prop, Role. I don't necessarily think that matters. Um, Warriors is basically just Torhu and, and Aiken and that's it. Um, the, the other one that I do want to bring up, Ryan, and get your thoughts on is Josh Curran. 
Um, look, for mine, I think he's fine. Uh, he, he's likely a, a low 50s average keeper. I'd, I'd just much prefer him if he was playing lock. Um Mm. I, I just don't. I just don't think he's as consistent in this in the uh, in the back row, and especially on a Warriors team that's uh, they've got a fairly tough run home. So I feel like they're going to probably struggle for attacking points as well. Yeah, no, that and that that's the one concern that I've sort of had with him. I did look at his um, his potential, and I mean he could be a fifty two, fifty three, but you know he's him and Barnett are sort of in that similar price bracket, and and prospects moving forward but I mean anyone without Torhu you could jump on him or you know a Tomololo or someone like that at a similar price point as well so um, definitely an option and a pod I think as well what did he be you know 4.7% it's kind of higher than what I thought it was going to be uh, and that's probably it for the worries here uh, moving along to the Roosters and the Dragons, Teddy named to back up, Billy Smith still here, uh, Manu named in the halves and no sign of of Kiri anywhere in the you know extended bench, even though he was named this week, which is interesting. And I mean, Manu is one. If you got him, you've absolutely you know if you bought him at five fifty k or something like that, you've absolutely hit the the luck box jackpot with this Kiri uh, uh, HIA or uh, concussion you know restings. Um, is he somebody that you buy and just? Maybe just you know take the head to head wins or or leg up while you can get it, Ryan. Or I mean, at seven hundred and seventeen k, it's probably a bit too expensive, isn't it? Yeah, I just think it's a little bit too much, especially for someone like me. Like I, I don't own Tedesco, um, and it's only fifteen k more to get Tedesco, who I know is going to be the fullback. I don't have to worry about his role. I don't have to sweat oh. Luke Keary being named and you know him being moved to center. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's great if you got on for round thirteen. Absolutely loving life, but um, yeah, no, at that price, I'm happy to let him let him down the river. Yep, uh, and I mean, the other one here, obviously, is is Angus Crichton, who's doing fine. He should back up from Origin, coming off the bench. Uh, obviously, prefer him to get moving a little bit scoring wise, but I mean, outside of that, that's that's pretty much it for this team. Aside from those that jumped on Dale's pod, Takiaho. Um, <laughs> Move it over to the Dragons, Cody Ramsey. You still selling Cody Ramsey, Rob? I am at this stage. Uh, just a straight upgrade to Tedesco. Um, but, yeah, trading green dots seems like a luxury for me this week. Yeah, I reckon it might be, mate. So, I mean, Ramsey here um, doing great things for his managers, 40-something with two tries. And I think he had a third one denied, didn't he? Yeah, there was a forward pass. Uh, he was through a, yeah, through a gap and he was home. But, um, yeah, called it back for a forward pass. Yeah, he seems like he's going to be their solution for the rest of the year. So I think you could do worse than hung, hanging on to him as a 19th man type player. Um, but, I mean, he's yeah, he's sort of doing pretty well. Uh, ben Hunt named to back up as well. I have to imagine that'll stay. Um, Andrew McCulloch with another 50, but with a backline injury again. Uh, and um, I guess a big fantasy news option here uh, is Jack Bird, who I put out the, uh, the graphic on. Uh, he's actually got the highest... Uh, five game average of any center at the moment, so or three game average. Well, yeah, I mean, we were talking him up when he was four hundred fifty k a few weeks back. Yeah, so he's um sorry, he's actually only just he's only two points behind Matt Burton. Well, flying. That's it, but that's it. He's the second best. So yeah, he's um he's just been absolutely huge. Two sixty plus scores in a row without tries and a five game average of forty nine. Uh, he's a really interesting buy for anyone that. Is looking for a centre, 
Um, he's probably my center number three, uh, assuming that Manu is going to end up back at center outside of Burton and Aiken. So. Uh, I think their schedule is actually a bit better than the Warriors one as well. If you wanted to do a pod against Aiken, though, um, mm. he's Aiken seems to get through a bit more base than than Birdie does. Yeah, he makes a lot of tackles, doesn't he? Yep, that's not a man. That's a remorseless tackling machine. I think Yeah. Oh, Birdie does. Yeah. Last year it was just it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, mate, he might warm up. I, he, I think he's a bit like Derrick Henry, mate, in the NFL. Like, the longer the season goes on, the better he gets. He winds <laughs> up. He's better in winter. The NFL season, eh? Oh, mate. Froth and oh, mate, the people the people on Instagram and Facebook are just absolutely frothing for American football season. Uh, I think that's it for the draggies. Uh, moving along to the Manly Sea Eagles and the Knights. Ruben Garrick named to back up. Jason Saab, I never thought I'd be happy to see him on a team list sheet, but he's probably going to be my 17th man this week if Carrigan doesn't back up. Uh, Talatau Kula, he looks like a good option this week as well for those of you that need a green dot. Um, assuming you've already got him and Cherry Evans' name to back up. Uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. And nobody with a jersey number bigger than seven that's really interesting in this uh, manly team though, Ryan. Yeah, not not as a buy. Like there's still plenty of people with Garrick, and as long as he's healthy, you should be fine. Um, yep. But yeah, outside of that, not too much. No, sure as hell not trading him this week either. With lots of people having problems. Mm. Um, is Cherry Evans a captaincy option this week? Yeah, if he plays, um, I, I guess I, I would hesitate putting the C on him because once you've got the C on him, you can't take him out of your lineup. Um, mm. So that's why, like, I'm, I'm leaning towards slapping it on Papa Lee because I know there's no risk there. Yeah, right. Okay. No, that makes sense. Well, there's risk because Brad Arthur's his coach. But, mm, well, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then across at the Knights, um, Caelan Ponga named to back up, Gagai named to back up. And, I mean, this Knights team really just needs to, you know, keep going at the eight until they until they don't make it. They're actually only, what, three wins out of the eight um, with – seven rounds to go. So, I mean, it's they're, they're in and around, but I'm probably, you know, there's three, te- four teams above them, so probably not. But, um, a bridge too far. Yeah, probably a bridge too far. Um, but, I mean, the other one here, we got Clemmer, we got Braley, you mentioned earlier, Ryan, Frizzell, Barnett. You know, it's all sort of a lot of – there's a lot of fantasy options in this terrible Knights team. Um, I mean, obviously, Ponga was one I was looking at. But I'm I'm not sure I'm going to trade a green dot out this week either. Probably just see what happens with Origin there. Um, what I mean, Frizzell's had a couple of bad scores in a row. Are we starting to get worried about him? Or um, look, I, I think you got to <laughs> I think you got to get a little worried now. Like I mean, um, historical data would suggest he is just in a down patch and he will back um, will bounce back. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it's it's troubling signs at the moment. I think if um if I saw another forty point score out of him this week, I'd be uh, very tempted to move him on. But I think as a green dot this week, you just kind of got to hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. Strap up and pray. I reckon. Um, I'd say Barnett's probably still maybe even a buy. He's got a seventy plus score with a try. Um, and Clemmer is actually a really interesting price point this week. Um, he got a big score even though he got sent off, which is a bit fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, he's in the low seven hundreds now. Um, 
Yeah, actually cheaper than Takia Aho. So and Tino. So he's a, a really interesting one for the run home. Ooh. It's probably either him or Braley, not both. Yeah. Minutes wise. Yeah. Really depends on uh, if if Braley plays eighty or not. I'd lean yep. he doesn't though. I'd have to think you have to think he doesn't. Oh, one game back off an Achilles injury with a five month turnaround, you have to imagine he's not going to be an eighty minute player. No. No. Uh, the other worries for this Barnett and Frizzell, like they've got Brady Jones on the bench there. Is he just going to play through the middle? Who knows? It's a bit of a headache too. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, the one that I'm really interested yeah. in this, you go, Ryan. I was just going to say, I think Brady Jones has been playing lock in reserve grade the last couple of weeks. So they're yeah, right. quite possibly okay. just in the middle. Okay. The the two that actually really interest me from this Knights team is Ponga and Gagai at the price points. Because mm. Gagai has actually fallen under 400k now, oh, right. um, so he's yeah he's cheaper than Bailey Simonson at the moment, um, <laughs> and it, within 5k of of Jackson Paulo and Kel, Ken Mamalo, that's the company he's keeping at the moment. So you have to imagine at some point that's going to shift. Um, and I mean the Knights, we've spoken about the Knights having a a softer run. Um, so they've got Manly this week, which is definitely someone you can put points on. The Roosters certainly haven't been a defensive powerhouse. Then Bulldogs, Tigers, um, and then Raiders, Titans. With, and they've only really got the Broncos and the Sharks who are, are, are sort of in form at the moment, quote-unquote. So, I mean, there's some potential here for the Knights, both Gagai and Ponga, to be great buys under 500K and 400K respectively. Gagai is an interesting one where I've been looking at going, like, say, cooler to Gagai, maybe not this week, but maybe next week, and yanking like that 100-plus K out and and having Gagai to then use that money for upgrading. But, you know, it probably depends on whether I need the 100 grand or not as well. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I think for Ponga as well, like I'm – because I, I was considering maybe just riding Tass up to Ponga and then, you know, switching – Switching them over and having Ponga as like that 18th man looping with Taylor May for that final wing fullback spot. But yep. um, I, before I really pull the trigger there, I just want to see him and Milford together, whether Milford retains the goal kicking or if Ponga gets it back. Because I think that's the real difference to whether I'm... Did Milford goal kick? Yeah, he's been goal kicking the past few weeks with uh, Ponga out. Right. Well, he, Milford's not... That's the first time he's goal kicked. So you have to imagine that's not going to continue. Well, he's been pretty good and he goal kicked for Samoa too. So Okay. Yeah, Interesting. There you go. All right, watch your space. Uh, Titans and the Broncos. So Titans name a bunch of different faces. Um, Jojo Fafita named on the wing. Uh, he's an interesting option as a, you know, cash out cow type dude. Um, Rob, any interest in him? How much is he? Is he bugging? He'd have yeah, to he's be. 220. He's 220. Yeah, 220 wing fullback. Yeah, I mean, I got I still got people's... Um, floating perfect around. Perfect sell. Per- perfect yeah, trade. Maybe, maybe need someone like that to get the cash out. Get a green dot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a bit like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mate, yeah. you never know if you're going to get an Edric Lee. <laughs> How good is he? Oh, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, he's there. Sammy is in at centre with both Brian Kelly, Marju, and Asako, not named Corey Thompson, a.k.a. Joseph Manu Jr. on the other wing. Um, they've also seen Patrick Herbert go out, Tana Boyd named, uh, Aaron Booth named it hooker. It's an inter- and Fafita named on the edge. 
That Fafita on the edge is an interesting one because they really got they got Aaron Clark, Joloff, Herman Asasa, and Paul Turner on the bench. If this was going to be the team the rest of the year, Dave Fafita would be just an absolute screaming buy this week. But I mean, I don't know. We can't trust Holbrook. Seventy four break even certainly no rush either with Fafita. Yeah, we also haven't really seen right. too many good scores either. What was yeah. that, Rob? But, sorry, sorry, mate. Now you go. I was just going to say we really haven't seen too many good scores from Fafita either, really. Um, if he hasn't done it himself, like scooting out a dummy half and beating about five blokes, um, I'd like to see a good score first. Yeah, well, I mean, at a 74 break even, he's going to give you an opportunity to have a look for sure. But, I mean, there's, you know, he's probably one of those guys where, like, if you've got, like, one or two or three trades left, he might be a bit of a bridge too far. But someone with, like, a five, six, seven trades left, uh, plus the four that's coming, um, he might be one, you know, particularly if it's like, let's say Fafita comes out, puts up a 65, and Frizzell puts up another 40, you might look at making a trade like that and it's going to cost you, you know, 100 grand or less. So hmm. just wanted to keep an eye out on. Um, yeah, I mean, you cannot ignore a sub 700K Dave Fafita. You can't just not talk about it. Um, what's Booth coming in at? I'm 240. He's 240K. Right. And I mean, that's probably one that we can't ignore either. Um, yeah. You know, is he the is he the perfect cash out this week? Well, yeah, because well, I've been I was planning on bringing Volkman in this week, so I was looking for an alternative. And now, like I've been hit with two hundred twenty k for feeder and two hundred forty k booth. So um, when I mentioned um, looking at other options other than Kennedy earlier, these are the two I sort of had in mind. So I'm um, I think I'm going to be buying one of these two this week. And I mean, geez, even if Booth only plays. Um, 50-odd minutes, like you'd have to think he's going to put up a 30-odd score. Because, um, I mean, Eric Clark is still on the bench, so is Paul Turner. I, I'm thinking Clark's probably going to play in the middle here, maybe plays yeah. 20 at hooker. Um, like mm-hmm. this, this bench looks to me, you know, at, at least 50 minutes for for Booth. Um, and and it, it looks like the Titans have just accepted their season's over and they're just trying young blokes, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's not like Aaron Clark's demanding to keep selection at the hooker either. So, yeah, I, I think he. if you're looking for a cash out, I mean, worst case scenario, you, you might get a decent score from him this week for Booth. Um, I mean, even if you get a 30, like it's he's 240K. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what you got to lose. I might even have a little sneaky. I don't really have – I can't really do that. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, Yeah. Uh, Titans, man, they're bad. Um, the Broncos, Broncos managed to get up last week, which is a bit of fun. Um, so no, uh, Origin representatives named to back up in the seventeen. Uh, they've got Carrigan down there in twenty four, Oates in twenty three, Jensen named on the extended. You think if he's fit, he'll come in somewhere. Um, Hosking did a great thing for people that decided to cash out to him last week. Um, same with Palacio, who put up a nice little 50. Um, I guess the main fantasy talking points has to be, if you're looking for a half, is Adam Reynolds somebody that you're looking at in the low 700s? Uh, I mean, Twenty-eight's a bit gross, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's possible. 85 break even, like you can certainly wait, can't you? Mm, yeah. Seems like he's maybe... Yeah, seems like he's maybe no, – because remember we remember we spoke about this NRL physio. We sort of said that those injuries can sort of carry. Um, and, you know, he's at a 50. 
in 59 minutes, which is pretty awesome, but then 38 and 28. So who knows? After setting the season, I'm absolutely on fire at the start. So certainly going to be an interesting one. He, he, but as you say, Ryan, he could be an absolute bargain basement option there. Hopefully Carrigan gets named to back up. No pain Haas is a, is a hard one for people to swallow this week. Um, <laughs> going to be a fair few people holding Billy Walters through his terrible score because they don't have enough green dots, I reckon. He got nine points in 55 minutes or something. It's <laughs> almost impressive, eh? Saved by, um, uh, who was it? Corey Pakes getting knocked out or whatever. Mm. Imagine playing in the middle of a football field for that long and accruing so little stats. It's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> He's really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, buy-wise, there's no one here that we're looking at this week. So I guess mean, we'll probably just shift across to the next one. Uh, West Tigers coming up against the reserve grade Penrith Panthers. Uh, obviously, big news here. A couple of fantasy relevant pieces. So Dewey named at six, Jackson Hastings at thirteen. Uh, also, Matt Amour named on the edge with Luke Garner dropped to the bench, which sucks for anyone that decided to take a punt on him. Uh, Paul Lay also drops to the bench. Um, Jake Simpkin named on the bench instead of Jacob Little this week. Just shuffling the deck chairs around on the Titanic. Um, I mean, it's really here. This is really the Adam Dewey, Joe Offengawi story with a side of Kelma Tuolungi, isn't it, Rob? <laughs> uh, I'll be shocked if, if um, Tuolungi stays in starting, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, absolutely. Um, yeah. I led everyone astray with, with Pole's name. It's actually Pola is how you pronounce it. Pole. Um, Pola. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yes, I got him last week and he was, he looked pretty good. He looked lively for a 35 or whatever he got. Um, so hopefully he keeps getting minutes and making cash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what, what is the, what is the minimum standard at the West Tigers for back rower run meter? So let me just ask you a question. Don't cheat boys. Oh, when was we, were the... <laughs> we know the Tuolangi meters gain pretty intimately. <laughs> yeah, we when were talking about la... When was the last time that Kelma Tuolangi hit 100 run meters? Round one. He's only done it once this year. Round one. He has yep. 700 run meters and he's played 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 games of NRL this year. Ryan and I have a nickname for Seven... him, which is, which is the slug. Because <laughs> the slug, I don't know how he's the the least. Is that under? Is I've that under seen. forty run meters per game? He averages fifty, I think. 40, 47, 47 run meters per game as an eighty minute back rower that's played only one game of sub forty sub forty minutes in that. So fourteen of those fifteen games he's played at least forty minutes. That is just <laughs> it's impressive. Mate, that is Andrew McCulloch level run meter numbers. Yeah, but he keeps getting picked as well. Like what? Oh, mate, it's impressive. To get dropped. I, I, oh, I, mate, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. I have no idea why Manly signed this bloke because he's just an absolute potato. But all right, we do need to talk about this because Adam Dewey uh, is named in the halves, which is going to be a thing. So seventy-two break even can watch this week. It's going to be up more than likely at least in or around 500K, if not less. What do we need to see from Adam Dewey this week to make him a buy next week, Ryan? 
Um, I just want to see some base because, uh, you know, in, in round 16 when he came on in the halves and Brooks shifted to um, hooker, uh, uh, he basically did all the kicking. Like he had uh, – where is he? Oh, Adam Dewey. He had 383 kick metres in 48 minutes at half. So, like, if he's um, – but that said, he was playing alongside Jackson Hastings whose kick metres are just – disappeared completely ever since he injured his foot. So um, I just want to see this week what the kicking split's like with uh, Brooks. If he's got a solid base, if Dewey can put up a solid base, then, um, man, you've got to consider him, I guess, at that price for as a third-wing fullback. Yeah, no, I mean he's yeah he's he's kind of an interesting one if you could jump on him and Ponga and and do the loop or something like that. Mm. I'm an eighteenth man. It's a bit of fun. I like it. I'm going to be having a look, really close look. I might even just hang on to Savage this week for one more week and sort of see what happens there, and maybe just trade that for a hundred grand or less. So, yeah, now nah, interesting stuff here, and obviously Joe doing great stuff here. Anything else from the Tigers, Rob? Oh, just talk about blokes that should get dropped as uh, Luke Brooks. He was truly, oh. truly terrible last week. Um, yeah, yeah. It just what. What example does it show to the young blokes if Tuolangi and Brooks keep getting named? That's just, yeah, it's there isn't, mate. It's it's the club is rotten from the head down, and until every single member of that board gets fired, they're not going to fix the problem. Uh, and they are hundred percent going to lose to this Panthers team this weekend with none of its Origin players. So. Um, there's still plenty of fantasy relevancy here with Taylor May, Isaac Targo. You got a nice. One week red dot cash out Robert Jennings if you want him. Um, SOS named, obviously very expensive here, but you know he'll get the team around the park. Um, it's but it's really Taylor May, Isaac Targo, in terms of fantasy relevancy um, here. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, play him if you got him, and that's probably it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Good. Move along. Uh, obviously, uh, needless to say, big kick in the teeth to everybody that was hoping Nathan Cleary was going to play this week. But I actually thought it was going to be a Nathan Cleary, you know, versus the Tigers, you know, 120-point performance this week. So very disappointed with that. Um, uh, Melbourne come up against the Raiders. Uh, Pappenhausen named, which is great for people that jumped on him, although not that he did them a lot of good last week. Uh, Munster's named, which is interesting. He's obviously going to clear COVID protocols between Wednesday and Sunday. Um, and you have to think he's going to be looking for a big performance against the Raiders, given he's uh, you know going to miss out on Game Three decider in Suncorp. So uh, Harry Grant also named Felice Cafusi named back. Uh, no, no um, Smith anywhere here. So I think they're just assuming he's going to be suspended. Yeah, it's actually just come in three match ban for Brandon Smith. Oh, yeah. Fun. So that probably makes him a sell for anyone that's got him. Um, maybe cash him down to a booth or something like that if you need the hooker cover. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Fantasy-wise here, it's really just by Grant, you know, Eyeball Pappenhausen. I'd say by Munster even maybe. What do we think there? Is he 798K? is probably a bit expensive. As a as an alternative to like Cherry or, or something like that if you wanted to yep. run a pop. Um, but. Yeah, no, I like I like Munster. I think he's going to have a strong end to the season. Yeah, mm. only one only one K difference between him and Cherry is interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which one would which one would you take? I'm a Cherry man. 
Yeah, I already have Cherry, but if I had, I didn't have either, I'd probably get Munster to close out. Pussies. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously, hey, Grant's the other one. He's a he's a Jet. I have to imagine he's going to back up. Um, his price has come down nicely through this Origin period and, and looks a great pickup for anyone. I assume he's going to play 80 minutes this week and do it well. Uh, I actually think he might be a genuine captaincy option in any other week, but just backing up from Origins a bit dicey, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, although a pod, if you want to have a crack at that. Uh, Raiders, Savage named, probably going to be in the team for a lot of people. Jordan Rapina is the other one that's just absolutely prices, it's absolutely gone through the floor. He's down at 367K as a, a dual center wing fullback. Is he somebody that you'd potentially look at as a, a sort of a 19th man dual option if you're looking for someone cheap? Oh, look, I'm, I'm sure you could do a lot worse. He's probably in the same sort of bracket as Gago, isn't he? Um, mm. I mean, I, uh, again, I'm, I, yeah, I, I think I'd just rather. If you're hang in up. the market for it. Obviously, it's a Not situational market. market. Yeah. Mm. Which one would you take if you were going to take one of them? Oh, look, just for the nostalgia of last year, I'd take Gagai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing quite like typing Gagai with lots of extra A's and A's yeah. and I's in there. Um, Gagai was awesome. a try. Yeah. Just thinking of last year, it makes me smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. That was a great time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people that make me smile, the opposite of that's Nick Kotrick, who did exactly what we thought he was going to do this year, which is sweet FA. Um, <laughs> Hudson Young doing great stuff uh, for people that have him. Um, Adam Elliott named on the bench, but probably doesn't really matter. He'll just come on after 25, 30 minutes and play the game out. Yeah. Yep. And a hold for this week and eyeball and hope his minutes stay where they're supposed to be. Last game of the round, Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs. Braden Burns is back. That's nice. Uh, Matt Burton, um, he's going to be probably not a captaincy option because the Rabbitohs are pretty good and he's been pretty – hasn't been hasn't been bad, um, three-game average of 57, but, I mean, not been setting the world on fire the last couple of weeks. Um, Pangai's back, which is fun. Um and then Josh Jackson, Max King doing things um, with two edge back rowers and a hooker on the bench. So uh, any comments on the Bulldogs, Rob? No. I, I sold Carrez last week, um, so I'm sure he'll punish me and do really well. But, um, yeah, no, it's all kind of business as usual for them, isn't it? Perfect. Anything from you, Uncle Ryan? No, just annoyed. I, I sold uh, Pangai last week, uh, predicting he'd be out. <laughs> now he hasn't missed a game. Yeah. Oh, mate, there's still plenty of time for him to be dropped out. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, over on the Rabbitohs, Latrell, big score last week, but lots of attacking involvements. He's going to be a low base, high upside, low floor type play moving forward. Um, anyone that was relying on Lachlan Ilias for a score last week, sorely disappointed. Um, and then just, you know, Cook and Murray, um Keep keeper keeper options and probably captaincy options this week as well. Playing on the Sunday uh, evening, four days later from Origin, I have to imagine they're both going to be per program. Yeah, you'd think so. Maybe just limited minutes if the if the Rabbitohs get up. I, I assume Murray's probably looking at a fifty-minute type game here with a little bit of a rest. Um, 
Although it's kind of funny, uh, Lachlan Ilias, he's almost looking like a cash-out option. He's almost back to the price he started at after a negative one and a zero, <laughs> a negative three and a zero. He's kind of been a cash cow three times this year. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Is it a cash cow if you don't make any money, though? Or? Cash out, I should say. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. And um, David Moali back to the extended bench for those of us that got his nice little 28 next week, this week, and off he went. Boys, that'll do for the teams there. Um, any, you know, overarching thoughts before we move into the trade questions? Oh, I think we've got a million trade questions. I reckon we just get to it. <laughs> Righto. All right. We'll start with Twitter because that's the shortest list. Okay. Um, all right. This is actually a nice little segue from the last thing we were just talking about. So given the four-day turnaround for Souths on Sunday night, uh, would we jump on Murray this week or would you wait next week? Um Given uh, last year he had a three-day turnaround um, and played 44 minutes. Um, mm. It was also Bulldogs versus Rabbits late Sunday game. Rabbits won a tight game. Murray played 80 after a failed HIA from Liam Knight, plus Campbell Graham got injured. So what do we think? Do we, you know, you were, so we're expecting, what, 50 minutes from Murray, do you think, Ryan? Yeah, that tends to be my thoughts. It probably depends on the game script. Like anything can happen if there are concussions and injuries and stuff like that. I'm sure he'll play big minutes, but if everything goes to plan, I, I would assume the plan would be to you know keep him on a bit of a minutes restriction this week. So um, I don't think there's a, a wrong answer. I don't think there's a bad time to play to buy Murray. Um, I, I think the worst case this week is he plays 50 minutes and you get like a 45 or something, which isn't bad. You, you yeah. know, you, you take that on a week like this, but uh, I don't think you lose anything by waiting a week either. Yeah, with a low 60s break even, you can afford to wait. But if you need to do, uh, you know, X player to him to, you know, let's say you you got t- tight high and hold, holding Ruben Cotter and you just needed a green dot, so you just went Ruben Cotter across to Murray or something this week, I could see why you do a deal, a deal like that. Hmm. Um, all right. <laughs> Are we trading Origin Hero Edric Lee? Sadly, out for Latrell. Also, should I be trading out Murray Tolongi? Can get Hughes JT. Who's JT? Tomalolo. Oh, Tomalolo, maybe. Uh, Ramian or anyone under 612K. Bloody yes. hell, Tomalongi is 600K. <laughs> yeah, he's been huge, mate. He's more expensive than Jack Bird, which is wild. Um, is there so, a rush to yeah. He's still got a negative break even, doesn't he? Yeah. No, I'd be just hanging on to Lee for Latrell this week. But, yeah, definitely pull the trigger on Talangi. Mm. Yeah, well. Um, All right. Who's the best player at 612K or less? 612K or less. It's not Talangi, is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Uh, 600, is it Jack Bird? Well, that was that was exactly the words that were going to come out of my mouth. Is it Is Jack Bird? <laughs> it could be Tyson Frizzell. Um, if, if we trusted him, it could be Tomalolo. Um, I'm just looking who else is there. <laughs> is it Tavita Pangai? <laughs> Gosh. No. Oh, look, I'm sort of leaning that it might actually be Tomalolo. But if it wasn't Tomalolo, it might be Tyson Frizzell. But can we really trust him and recommend him? It could be Jack Bird if you need a centre. If you're looking at Ramian, it means you're, you're looking at centres, I guess. Maybe Jack Bird. 
Yeah, there you go. Send a sword. I, I, I'd kind of be tempted to just, like, is this silly to go, like, all the way down to Aaron Booth and just use the money in other locations? To, like, allow you to, uh, you know, get a DC or a Murray or something next week? or Yeah, so, like, he sent something like this. So he's got Edric Lee out for Mitchell, which I think I'd just probably just hang on to that a week. But he's got, like, Saliva Havili and Talungi that he's looking at trading maybe. Um, I think he's saving cash, like, in that Edric Lee to Latrell if he just holds on to that. Because you might be able to get Adam Dewey or Callum Ponga for – a straight swap for Edric Lee, though, as well, which I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so even 5.36. So he's got – so it looks like he's already made that. Yeah, I, I think he's got, like, 700K to spend. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd probably just – well, I, the next question is if you got Havili and you just hang on to the Edric Lee trade. Um, hang on. So what's he actually got here? So he's got Lee Havili and Tao Lungi for Latrell, Pole and a guy 862K or less. Um, but if you reverse the Lee to Mitchell trade, that gives you 962 to spend on two blokes, which is probably, maybe that's not enough. And if you, well, I mean, can you, if you get an extra 46K by going Booth instead of Pole, does, does that help? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably look at I'd probably look at Booth and then get rid of that. And yeah, I don't know. I th- I think you can go down to a Booth or something like that. I'd probably just hang on. Is Havili what's he what's he up to at the moment? He's in the midst of No, but I mean just scoring wise, he's probably tapped out, isn't he? Yeah, forty two break mm-hmm. even. Yeah, so I'd be looking at going like maybe doing like Talungi all the way down to you know a Booth or something like that, and then just go like Havili up to a Gun or even up to a Barnett. Or um, you know, Josh Curran type player, and just wait and see. It's kind of hard to know without seeing the rest of your team, but I feel like you can do better things than, you know, trading somebody with a negative break even out for Latrell Mitchell, who could well and truly score you less than Edric Lee on any given week. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah, that's yep. No, agreed. Yeah, great. All right, Penasini and Raymond Faitala Mariner to Matamua and Cherry Evans. And is there any better caches than Matamua? Rob, you can have this one. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Matamua. He's probably an option. Do we well. trust the Tigers on a week-to-week basis? Oh, we absolutely do not. And I already have Tuolangi and Polar. So. Yeah, you don't want to get the Ghana, Ghana Matamua, um, uh, what do they call it, handcuff, handcuff quad, quad, quadlet or what? No, you don't. Um, yeah, I think just get Booth or um, Junior for feeder. Yep. And, I mean, and then, same question is if you want to roll the dice on Munster instead of DCE for a pod, you can do that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, should I fork out 90K extra for Aitken or just grab Bird instead? Ryan. Um, hmm. I know your answer's Bird. Um. I think my answer's bird too. Did you just assume my answer, Ryan? I did. Okay. And tell well, me I'm wrong. No, well, that's what I would have said. But <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hey, it, it, it's tough because like, Aiken's averaging near fifty this season. Yeah, he is. He's been good. I guess the the thing is, you know, Bird seems like somebody who plays a bit better, fitter. 
and he's the longer season goes on, I think that's what's helping him. So, what do you think, Rob? Like Derek Henry, would you say? Yeah, like Derek Henry. Um, uh, I've just I've always owned Aitken, right? So it's such. Is a- the ninety k worth it? That's eight points um, a game, roughly seven or eight points a game. No, Is that worth it? it? I just don't like paying full full price for people. I think. Yeah, I think you can do better with that money than spending on an Aiken. I think there's better things to spend 90K on. Like 90K is the difference between, say, like Cameron Murray and Taukiaho or something like that. Like, you know, you can do better, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's, what, 90K difference between Josh Papali'i and Isaiah Papali'i. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, nah. I think I think I would find something better to spend that ninety k on. Um, looking for a scoring player for the rest of the season who can sit in number twenty. What are the best options? But he hasn't given us a price to work with, which is a bit annoying. Um, yeah, maybe like a know, Harry Grant stick him in twenty. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Damien Cook to here is good. Number twenty, though, do you? No. Um, so should we say yeah. sub three? Four, he's, he's asked a subsequent question, which is what do we think about Aaron Booth? Um, yeah. I don't trust that Aaron Booth is going to be there rest of the season, but I think if you need a green dot this week and a chance that somebody's there rest of the season, Aaron Booth is fine. Mm. I think mm, I think if you want sort of a – I don't want to call it a guaranteed green dot, but I think um, Polar is probably the – just on the way he's played the last couple of weeks is probably a better chance of holding that spot um, than Booth versus Booth. We haven't really seen anything. So like if he plays terribly this week, if he has a, a Declan Casey, he could be gone next week. Yeah. I think if you need somebody who's basically a guaranteed green dot rest of season, the cheapest option that you can buy is Jason Saab. But would I recommend him to you? No. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, Booth is an option. Um, even Sean Kepi's um, starting prop this week, and he's only 253K. But he's, uh, yeah, that manly forward pack's just a bit of a big question mark. Um, even Pompey at 280K, if you need a dual guy that's basically guaranteed to be a green dot, but might suck. Um, yeah, probably just depends what position you're looking to fill. I'd probably just be covering the cheapest with the you know the position that you need the most I mean how how heavily do you guys weight that positional thing into your decisions uh look, look I, it sort of depends what position I need because ideally you don't want to be playing these guys on any given week so like um like if I was waiting position higher I'd, I'd probably go for C fee like S for feeder over booth but yeah yeah. It, it really, I think it really depends on individual team composition and how many trades you've got left as well. Like that's a big one. Like if you've got two trades this week, like, or sorry, left, um, yep. you're probably waiting that more than someone who's got like say 10 or something. Yeah. I've got to say, I'm pretty happy operating with the luxury of having Jason Saab there as my 18th man, assuming Carrigan doesn't play. So I can put him in my 18 if he has a big score and Carrigan, Carrigan doesn't play. I don't have to worry about it. And if he I mean, if he does play, if he Carrigan doesn't play and he sucks, I can trade Davi Moali to like Jojo Fafita or something like that. 
and play him instead. So I do like that I've got those options there. So the guaranteed green dot, there is something to be said for the guaranteed green dot as to the, you know, potential red dot. But I think points to to price-wise, I like Booth the best this week. Yeah. Can't get both, Rob. Is DCE or Teddy better? I have Garrick, Manu, and Hines. Um, So he's thinking about getting... Teddy and shifting Heinz into the halves. Um, I would. Uh, I, I was looking at getting Tedesco this week, obviously, until team lists. Um, I think I'd get Cherry in that situation. Sounds like he's pretty set at fullback. Um, and I don't really like the idea of moving Heinz into the halves, um, mm. just because he is the out and out best wing fullback. And if you're doing that it means you're getting a player in a position that's weaker than half, I think. Um, yeah. Take the positional advantage where you can get it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to play three wing fullbacks. Um, yeah, because yeah, you're I much get, better off getting like a guy like Moses and plugging him in your halves than getting a, a Latrell and plugging him in your wing fullbacks, I think. It falls away a lot more, I think, at wing fullback. Um, yeah. Lower floor. Lower floor, comparable ceiling. Yeah. That's it. I do like... Tedesco, it's just, I think, with your team, um, I don't want to move Heinz, so. Yep. I like it. Um, Ryan, by what round should we be aiming to have our final team locked in, barring injuries? Um, well, personally, like I'll probably have mine done next week. So I think before the start of head-to-head finals is the ideal answer. So I think round 20 at the latest is, is when you want to have it done and dusted. Yeah, really by this time you should be pretty close, um, you know. And, yeah, I always find it interesting. Like I do I do listen to other podcasts to sort of see how other people think as well. And, you know, they're still talking about like, oh, I like this guy, value, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they were t- saying like two or three trades left, but they had about five guys that they were still thinking about buying. And, like, I, like, I think by now you should just have a clear idea of what you're, what you're looking for. So, like, for me, I'm looking for I need a wing fullback to finish out. So, Because at the moment I've got Teddy, Hines, and then I've got Moses and Cleary, and I need to finish that out with a a wing fullback there. And I was, you know, I've got Dewey, Ponga, um, Latrell, and um, Pappenhausen as my, like, four guys that I'm going to pick one of them to get in there at some point. And outside of that, I'm basically just luxury upgrading. And I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I've got four more trades plus my four that I'll get later. Um, but I, I've, I've got cash in the bank to spend on Savage to one of them unless I want to downgrade Cooler to get someone better um, and spend an extra trade. Um, so I'm sort of just working out that. But you should have a pretty clear idea of what you want to do with your team as opposed to, yeah, but like over the next two to three weeks, you kind of want to lock those guys in and then just save, you know, four to five for injuries. Like one per week for injuries is a pretty good rule, um, depending on how, obviously. But then you only want to really be trading guys with, you know, long, like if you've got the depth there for longer term injuries, but, you know, if there's three weeks to go and they're out for a week, then that's a third of the season, which makes them a trade as well. <laughs> so what, what do you think? Yeah, so do you have any – I mean, I like, yeah, definitely by head-to-head finals, but the next one to two weeks, I, th- I think it's the right answer there. So, Ryan, um, who would you choose if you could only have one out of Grant and Cook? Oh, well, I mean, the easy answer is Cook there, but, I mean, there's 200K difference. So, yeah, 
it, it's a it's it, it'd be a different question if that were the same price. I mean, the answer still cook if they were the same price, but um, is it the, the thing that makes Grant more appealing is that it's that he's two hundred k cheaper. Mm. Are you, is it is it cook? Yes. Is it the same price? Yeah. What? Why? Well, he's just been a better uh, better scorer this year, more consistent scorer than Grant has been. Mm. Yeah, Grant's but I mean that's that's what they've done already. But like rest yeah. of the season, South's schedule is just an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, do you not? You think Melbourne missing potentially missing the top four for the first time in God knows how long is going to be? You know, uh, you know, precipitating a a storming run home for them. Pardon the pun. Um, do you not? Do, what do you think the chances are, percentage wise, that Grant outscores Cook rest rest of the season? Um, I'd say maybe twenty percent. Okay, interesting. I'd have that closer to fifty fifty personally. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I've kind of with got... <laughs> we just had two completely different opinions with you. Oh, um. <laughs> The yeah, because I I mean I'm kind of steering down the barrel of not owning Cook this year, and I'm quite yeah me too about it. Um, yeah, because he is just such a consistent high scorer. He's yeah. been so much better than everyone else at the position, um, and it mm. seems crazy not to not to have him. But also, yeah. there's never really been a good time to buy him, if you know what I mean. Like oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I've never got him. I, I'm sure he was really cheap. Like not that not really cheap, but for Cook he was cheap. You should have started with him, perhaps. Um, maybe that's the answer. But well, I mean, not that long ago. I think after the fifty-five, forty-eight round, eight, nine, he was sort of you know lower in price. But then it's just been 70, 77, 70, 63, 85, 74, which is just insane. But he's got four tries in six games. Like that's you know ridiculous, and and not something that he'll likely keep up rest of the season. I mean, they've got after the Bulldogs this week. Storm, Sharks, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters, six of the last seven games. It's, uh, yeah, I, I reckon Harry Grant could outscore him rest of the season. I think that's a very real possibility. But I guess we'll only never know. What, what do you, do you want to make a bet, Ryan? Well, I mean, if I was pricing it, I'd, I'd like, you know, as a bookie, I'd be pricing Damian Cook as like a dollar fifty favorite. All right. The two. So I think we need to come up with a bet. Okay. Not not right now. Let's ha- let's think about it over the next twenty four to forty eight hours, and we'll put it up before after let's, State uh, of Origin, assuming they get yeah, through uninjured, and then yeah, we'll post it before kickoff of the Storm game, um, which is first. What our what our bet is, and we'll we'll make one. Because Ryan, are you looking at not having Cook either? Um, for me, it's going to depend on other things. Um, you know, mainly how many injuries I've got between now and head-to-head finals. Because, like, if I've got the opportunity to, you know, upgrade Max King to a Damian Cook, then, like, that's certainly something I'd, I'd, I'd do. But at the same time, if I get hit with a bunch of injuries and I've got a, I don't have the option to luxury trade, then, yeah, then I might not. So it's going to depend on what happens over the next few weeks. Yep. All right. Next one here, Sam. He's planning on going Marnie to Moses and Cherry Evans to Grant. Um, but it feels wrong to sell a player after a 70 score. Is it too early to sell Moses with a 35 BE against the Warriors? Rob, what do you think? Sell Cherry Evans. No, no. So he's going Marnie to Grant 
and Moses to Cherry Evans. Yeah, no, I wouldn't sell Moses. Yeah, I'd just do Marnie to Grant and hang on to the other one. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think, Ryan? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I think Moses to Cherry is probably an upgrade, but I don't think it's worth a trade. I think there's probably other yep. ways you can get Cherry in. Yeah, and not certainly not against the Warriors with Moses up against the Warriors this week. Mm. Um, all right. Pending post-origin availability, Marnie to Cook and Walters to DCE. Wow. <laughs> the, wow. See, the person isn't asking for advice. He just wants to brag about it. He, he's got a little <laughs> smiley face after it at the end too, just so he's rubbing it in. Yeah. Um, it's like the uh, when people post their really good upgrades. They're like, are these good trades? Like, yes, yeah. mate, you know they're good trades. He's the, in the bank. Yeah. He, no, here's the actual question. So given McInnes' increased minutes in round 17 and Grant's recent scoring, considering postponing my third trade, which is McInnes to Grant, for a week or two to see how they go, what are your thoughts on that? Um, personally, I'd lean towards making the trade. Like I, I think with McInnes, um, you've just got to look at last week, Toby Rudolph being out really impacted him because you had Andrew Fafita and Royce Hunt starting at prop both of who only played 30 minutes. Toby Rudolph's been a 55, near 60-minute um, forward this year. Um, mm. You have to think that's where the extra minutes came from. Like when you, you're chopping, what, 25 minutes off a um, off a starting forward, uh, of course, McInnes is going to pick that up. Like Toby Rudolph over the past, what, five weeks, 58, 55, 57, 57, 63 minutes. Like those are some big, big minutes. Um, and to go from that to Andrew Fafita playing 30, um, yeah, I, I'm still got the same, the exact same concerns I've had about McInnes for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, I I like that uh, that big mate as well. So, big fan. Um, all right, James. Um, actually, Rob, can you put me put me down? Put make a note, mate, before we finish to come back to Matt Lippiat Sidman's question on Facebook as the last question of the night. Okay. All right, Walters to West Tigers Looper, uh, Mam to Latrell, Havili to Cook, uh, leaves three trades and 133k in the bank. Um, we'll be looking for upgrading Savage and Raymond Faitala Mariner eventually. And he's posted his team, so looking at it, it's pretty strong here. Um, you know, in terms of the the starting guys, and I've just closed it down and got rid of it because I'm that's the sort of awesome dude I am. Um, Team lists or uh, must have, yeah, yeah, one day ago. So I'm I'm fine with those trades in principle, but I'm assuming you probably, I mean, if you're like most people, you might not uh, have the luxury of trading in a red dot this week. Yeah, he's all right. He's got, um, I mean, he's got Cleary, which is going to be covered by Cooler via Hines. Um, yeah, he's pretty pretty set. Other than that. Um, so the only problem is he's got Palacia, Savage, Kennedy, and Kula, and Ray T- Raymond Fatala Mariner, and he has to play two of those every single week, um, three this week with Cleary out. So with, um, with Cleary playing on Sun, well, with the Panthers playing on Sunday this week, I think I'd opt towards um, getting Booth in over a. Um, a red dot because like, you can use yeah. Cleary to loop given that he's playing on Sunday. There's no difference between him and a Tiger who's, who they're playing this week. So I, I think I'd, I'd go for a, a green dot. He might actually get you some points this week and yeah. um, get a red dot in the future. 
Yep, I like it. Um, is Ponga a buy if you can't afford Teddy? Um, I'd prefer to wait a week, but if you need a wing fullback, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yep, and you can wait and see. Um, I mean, worst case scenario, if Ponga doesn't play, you buy Luttrell or whoever else. Yeah, do we, if you want to take a punt? Yeah. I think we're going to be okay. Um, here's an extra layer to the Aiken versus Bird question: Is is it worth trading Aiken to Bird to bank the cash? Um, I think that's a no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cover that one. Cover that one. That one. That one. Sorry. Uh, would I trade Dylan Brown to Cherry Evans this week? Yeah, seems like a good trade to me. Um, oh, sorry, puppy. Who's buddy breaking into that car in the street there? Um, Rob, would you do Elliot to Adam Elliot to Torhu Harris? No, I don't think so. I think their scoring is going to be fairly similar going yeah. forward. Seems a bit no, sideways to me. Ryan, what about Cameron McInnes to Joe Tarpany? Ooh, I mean, I like it. Is it Tarpany as a pod? Um, would you go Tarpany I mean, or would you just buy like a David Clemmer or someone like that? Personally, I'd just go for a Clemmer. Um, I think you're probably going to get similar scoring. But, I mean, if you if money's no object, then <laughs> I like Tarpany. He's, he'll be a keeper. I think he's just priced at where he'll score. Yep. No, I mean, especially agree. when Murray, Murray's 20K cheaper. Jesus. Yeah, crazy. Crazy stuff. Um, now, the last trade here is um oh, bloody close it again what are you doing? i think i'm a boomer i think i've morphed into a boomer all right so he's got here he's, he's not really keen on trading max king but trading one keeper for three seems decent can potentially wait a week doing ramsey to teddy um uh lee but this he he's looking at doing four trades but it would leave him with no trades remaining until he gets the extra four so the trades are Kobe Hetherington, Ezra Mam, Max King, and Cody Ramsey out. Uh-huh. Cherry Evans, Latrell Mitchell, James Tedesco, and it was Volkman, but I guess could be Booth in. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I like it in principle. It's just the only the only thing that uh, makes me question if it's worth it is the the no trades for a week. I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you get... Uh, it's not a week. More. It's 18 and 19. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. So it'll be next week. and But is it before or after round 20? I thought we. I thought you looked into this last week. Wasn't it before round 20? Or is yeah. it before round You're right. Okay, so it's one week. Okay, that's fine. Well, as long as you've got depth, I think it's fine. And, I mean, all four of those guys are fine to be trade outs. Obviously, like you say, Max King's the one. I mean, is there some sort of, you know suggestions or improvements that we could make to that do we think boys is you know Latrell Latrell and Cherry Evans seem to be the two moving parts there. Um you know would you do say like Moses and Pappenhausen instead of Latrell and DCE or you prefer Latrell and DCE? I just don't really like Pappenhausen if I'm being honest. Um and I'm, I've been one of the biggest Pappy fans over the last couple of years, but I'm, I'm just a little bit uh, bullish on Pap. Um, uh, like I, I said it 
like when he first got injured a couple of months back. He's just one of those players. I, I'm concerned that we're never going to see the best of him because he's probably going to be, you know, always in the shop. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm just a little bit worried about Pap. Yeah. No, I think in principle I like it. Yeah. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Rob? Are you, are you on board, mate? You you scared yeah. for him? What? I like it. Um, yep. No, I think do it. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. If it stuffs up and you run out and you don't have seventeen next week, it's Rob's fault. We've told we've told you to exercise caution with using all your trades, but if you're going to, uh, that's a fairly good use of them, I think. Yeah, agree. All right. Um, are we going to go Dylan Brown to DCE or Frizzell to Olakowatu this week? We'll do the other one after round twenty. Also thinking, looking at Dewey in a couple of weeks. So I guess that's the. It's really the, just the first part for now. Was it Dylan um, Brown to Jerry? Dylan Brown to DCE or Frizzell to Olakowatu? I think I'd prefer to hang on to Brown playing the Warriors, don't you think? Mm. Yeah. I'd be inclined to do nothing this week. Yeah. Yeah, just save a trade. Yeah, this is from our good friend Will, who's sitting in 11th. So I think he's he's chasing a, a, a move chasing up the ladder. Guns. Right. Frizzell is quite a tough one. I would probably sell Frizzell if I was in his position. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fine to sell Frizzell. It's just I'd rather – I mean, maybe he because he is 11th, he's looking for a pod. Like, he's looking for Ola Kawatu, who we know has a big ceiling. Like, he can get a try on any given week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's changed his fa- He's changed his picture on his team um, to the amateurs logo. Uh, in addition to his I love the amateurs username. <laughs> what a bloke. He used to have Toby there, so. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's clear upgrade there. Um, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, so he's got yeah no Cleary this week, so he's going to play Ezra Mam in the halves. I'm going to move Hines up and play Taylor May. That's fine. He's actually got so much. He's only got he's only got two red dots, three red dots this week, so he's fine. He's not even going to have to play Polo this week. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of, of being an overall coach is that you because you've uh, bought these guys that um, aren't origin players, like even though maybe like Amani isn't as good as a, one of these other options, but the difference is you don't mm. have to worry about being red dots. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd probably pull the trigger on Brown to Munster, eh? You reckon? Instead of Brown to DCE? If he's looking for a pod. Um, what's, I might have a quick look at what Munster's ownership's like in the top 100. Um, it'd be low. Yeah, wow. No one, zero people in the top 100 own Yeah, Munster. mate, that's a, that is a huge balls pod move. That's your pod. Wow. Yeah. Versus Cherry is 32%. So 32 people in the top 100 own, yeah. own Cherry. Yeah. That's a huge balls pod move if you want it, Will. Do you love the amateurs or not, mate? Oh, yeah. I kind of love um, it, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I'm fucking, I love it. <laughs> do, you rec- do you reckon the Storm are just going to be absolutely frothing this week? You know, Munster in particular, missing Origin 3 decider. If they win, it doesn't matter if they win or lose, he's going to be pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. How I, big I, are your testicles, Will? <laughs> That's what people want to know. 
Because I mean, like that is the pod that that could win you the you know or get you into the top five. Like that is it. Yeah. He's what? He's yeah nine thirty three. So he's one hundred and thirty points behind first. So he needs to do something. And I mean, the poor bloke in first is is absolutely he's in our overall league as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, poor bloke. He's um he's getting coached. We're coaching him. The whole, the the world's against him, mate. We all want Will to get the win. So sorry, sorry guys. The three above him that are in our overall league, but we're all we're, we're banking on good friend of the show, Will. So I like Great it. They'll probably all listen to this and all trade Munster in this week. The bastards. <laughs> I wish I was in a position to get Munster. <laughs> that's all. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this. You know, if if he if his shoulder's still bunged and he gets ruled out late, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, maybe hold a week. Maybe maybe just hold a week. Run old bud against the Warriors, and then next week make that trade if Munster looks like he's fit. Might be the go. Yeah, could be could be it. Because I really do like Dylan Browning as the Warriors. Like, if he's going to get some attacking stats, it's going to be this week. This is the week. Yeah, I have yeah. to think so. Yeah. All right, Red Dog Shawnee. Three trades. Ma'am, McInnes, Nanai out. Cook, Murray, Luttrell in. I mean, they seem like pretty clear upgrades, don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, Will's got a follow-up question here. Which are the three most important to bring in this round and which two after? Oh, is he making multiple trades this week? What's What's he doing? Um, so, yeah, so who's the three most urgent ones out of DCE slash Munster, um, which we've just added in there for him, but he didn't mention earlier? Grant, Murray, Cook, Olakawati. Yeah. Maybe we might just hit Will in the DMs. This, we've got to send this private because otherwise we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have the people bloody, you know, block pod blocking you by trading them in. So we'll we'll hit you in the DMs, mate. We're gonna do a we'll do a think tank. Um, Curran or Fafita for the run home need an edge. I mean, I'd prefer Roll. the series with Fafita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a, would, did we? Was had a high break even this week, didn't he? Seventy something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think I'd much prefer Fafita on the run home. Um, yeah, give it a crack this week, mate. What's the worst that can happen? Fafita's like the the um. Tavita Pengai Jr. of Edge back rows, so you'll be fine. He could tear a muscle that no one has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the sitting on your bench while your coach gets fired muscle. Um, <laughs> is is Reed Marnie to Andrew McCulloch sideways? I love that that's a question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it isn't sideways. It's like it's probably an upgrade. Yeah, McCulloch's been much better the last two weeks. Um, the short answer is you should not trade Reed Marnie to Andrew McCulloch. Um, no, certainly not. But... You should not do that. Um, and also, is the South's run home too difficult to consider Latrell? I don't think so. No. no. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ollie doesn't have a question. He's just got a statement, which is trade Grant Anderson out. All right. I'm doing it now. Thanks, Ollie. I'm trading All him right. out. Yeah. No. It's a good move. If there was meant to be a question mark on the, that, on that Ollie, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> who do I trade? You can have a follow-up one for this one um, from um, Captain Jack Sparrow's apprentice, Will Turner. 
he says, who do I trade with Marnie between Josh Jackson, Max King, and Frizzell? So we're selling two of them, or do I just trade Marnie uh, for 701K, and who would I get? Would mean Grant is the only hooker. Um, kind of need a half. Got Burton there with Bird on the edge. Um, Moses? Got six trades. Why is Bird in the edge? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Maybe he's got Aiken and Bird and Burton. Yeah, I'd probably hang on to all four of those options maybe of Marnie, Jackson, Max King, and Frizzell. If you must trade someone, I'm fine with it being Marnie, but I think Max King's also a trade. Um, yeah, maybe I'm too close to it because I've got all of those players aside from Marnie. Any thoughts here, boys? Rob, you got a, something to add here, mate? Marnie is playing the Warriors as well, which we probably need to take into consideration. Um, yeah. But yeah. He's just not good. No, he's not. Yeah. He's going to he, make less tackles this week, presumably. Yeah. Is there a way that you can cash somebody out and get Booth so you've got hooker cover at least for this week and then trade Marnie to somebody that's better than 701K? But if you do need somebody, I guess it's Moses, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, if you need a half under 700. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Seven trades and 349K in the bank. Um, rank, ranks in the mid twos. Thousands, not hundreds. Uh, currently running Reed as the only hooker and Burton and Penasini are the centres. So a few options. Keep Reed and Penasini and go McInnes to Cook. Reed to Grant, McInnes to DC and Penasini to Aiken. Well, that's seeming like a winner at the moment. Yeah. Um, Reed to Cook, McInnes to Grant, keep Penasini, or keep Reed, McInnes to DC, Penasini to Aiken. Open to other suggestions, so. I'm fine with that middle suggestion, option B yeah. there. That's Baseline two, yeah, number two, um, although, you know, at, as previously mentioned, if you want to have a little pod poke at uh, Munster, you can. I just thought up a, a good show title for the uh, the episode this week, boys. Oh yeah, what do you got? It's the month, the monster mash. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> instead of the instead of the monster mash, yeah, I'm the only one making puns this week. Yeah, I like I like number two and pick your pick your favorite out of DCE and monster. Tossing up between Marnie to Cook and Mam to DCE. Why are all these people got so much money in the bank? Or what was it show week last week? To be fair, yeah, nah, good point. Yeah, or Marnie to Grant, Ma'am to DCE, Torhu to Murray. I have seven trades left. All right, so I guess the question is this then. All right, just breaking that down. So would you have Cook and Torhu or would you have Grant and Cameron Murray? I'd go Grant and Murray. Yeah, Grant and Murray for me. Yeah, but you're spending an extra trade to do that. How many trades they got? Seven before this week, plus the four. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. I like the three. Yeah. And he's also laddered on first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> but I don't know if it's ironic or not. Um, 
Which centres are a buy aside from Burton and Aiken? I think we've covered that. Jack Bird's number three, or do you have any other options there? Yeah, uh, who, else? who else is there? Uh, oh, jeez, my fantasy's bugged out. You know, you don't, you're not getting another answer from me. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I think it's bad. He's the only non-centre centre that isn't benched. Yeah, all the rest Somebody... are red dots. I'm looking at the most expensive. They're all red dots for the most part. Somebody Sacramento. sent me a message on. Somebody sent me a message on Facebook uh, after the bird thing and said, "Why would I get bird when I can get Luke Garner for 100k less, or that's, however much less he was?" Oh, I've got Jack Bird at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a Jack Bird. This is a Jack Bird. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's why." No, they're actually no. It was because no, it was because Garner makes more tackles than Bird was the reason. I remember now it wasn't the price. So the answer is because. Uh, Madge, and um, at least Anthony Griffin's like too stubborn to change his team despite them sucking. Actually, they're in ninth. They're not that bad. I'm just really happy that the Cowboys are doing much better so I can get paid for my free fantasy next year. Thanks. Shout out to Clinton. Um, Lateral or Jack Bird? Wait, lateral, as in Latrell? Lateral, yeah, lateral. But it doesn't say Latrell. This is lateral. Position not an issue, I guess. I'd take... Bird? Say it with more confidence, Rob. Yeah, sorry. Yep, Bird. I'm taking Bird. What about you, Ryan? I mean, it it really just depends what position you need more. Like, to me, I think they're fairly even. It just depends what position you you need more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Trading out McInnes and Marnie uh, to Cook and somebody 464K or less. Uh, assuming that you would do that, who would you get? Uh, the worry with this for me, Rev, Rev, is um, if you need them to both be in your 17, I think that's a bad idea. Um, and I wonder if you went to Harry Grant or somebody in that price bracket who you'd get in the mid-sixes, which would be much better than the people you can get in the mid-fours. Uh, yeah, I, I I think McInnes and Marnie, assuming that you got money for that, do you just go like across to like a Clemmer and Moses or a, something like that, assuming that you don't need a hooker or a Grant, you know, someone in that bracket? You know, yeah, do you prefer so. that and go under somebody cook and say four sixty four? Like that's some that's the that's the doldrums at this point in the year. I don't know who's like- even down there. You're looking at like Dale Fanukin as your, your best option, I think. Yeah. Was there anyone actually down there like this just hiding down there? Like, well, I mean, Fanukin, if he could uh, get back to what he was doing at the beginning of the year, maybe. Um, oh, Kyle Fell. I mean... What a jet. Oh, mate, this sucks. This down here, this is really bad. It's really, it's, it's, they're in the trenches. I guess there's probably a reason they're this price at this point in the year, isn't there? Yeah, the ghost of Marty to power down there. Um, oh, man. Remember when people were trying to say that Dylan Walker was going to be our gun this year at the start of this season? Do you remember that? Dylan Gag... Uh, not Dylan. Dan Gagai. He's down there. Yeah. Um, if you feel like a giant headache, you could buy Nick Tottrich or Jordan Ruffiner. Bunch of wingers and yeah. uh, bench middles, isn't it? It's yeah, no viable. thanks. 
yeah, I'd probably stay up in that price bracket, even if you got to go like Harry Grant and Mitch Barnett or, you know, something like that. Um, I think they'd probably prefer that. Uh, best cash down option under 350K, uh, or do I just get Palga? Um, well, I mean, I, we just sort of discussed this earlier. I think most people are going to need a, a green dot over a cash out, so I, I'd opt for, mm. for feeder or booth. Yep, I like it. What are we doing with Taylor May and Ezra Mam, Rob? Taylor May is a hold, I think, um, unless you're trading him on to a keeper wing fullback, but I'm not convinced he isn't a keeper wing fullback. Um, you just probably prefer him in your 19 or 20 long term. Mm. Um, Mam, I think he he wasn't great last week, was he? What's his um, no. work even? He was like, he got a try to save his score. That's right. So break even yeah. 31. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's urgent, but... Yeah. yeah, he's well and truly potentially a try scorer this week with um, coming up against the Titans as well. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no rush. No rush to sell him, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be rushing to sell either of them given the short that pe- some people are going to have to be trading themselves into having 17 green dots this week, and I think this is going to be potentially a, a week to capitalize on some, some teams really struggling. Yeah, you don't have to make a trade every week as well. That's... I think at the same time, though, I, I think you're fine to trade Mam. Um, like, oh yeah, you know, break break even in the low thirties now. Like, he probably doesn't have too much more cash to make. Even if you wanted to go Mam down to Booth or something like that to prepare for future ridiculous upgrades, like some of these earlier questions, that might be the go. Mm. Yep. Um, is Garrick to Tedesco two sideways, um, or should I just cash down to Latrell? I probably wouldn't trade Garrick if he's healthy. Yeah, I think he's hold. Yeah, Garrick's... they're playing Newcastle too, aren't they? Yeah. Isn't he averaging like yep. 57 since Turbo yeah. got hurt or something like that? Yeah, I wouldn't be selling Garrick. Yeah. Uh, it, ma'am, <laughs> oh my God. Ma'am and uh, Reed Marnie for McCulloch and Luttrell. Um, yeah, no, you can't, you cannot bring in Andrew McCulloch. <laughs> in good faith. You cannot do it. I won't recommend it. Peter was ribbing me too because he suggested him two weeks ago. Why aren't we looking at McCulloch? And he's had two fifty-plus scores since then. And I'm dirty on it, uh, but I can't. I cannot recommend him to you. Not when there's been two injuries that have been the reason he's gotten eighty. Yeah, he can't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, I don't, that's one of those situations. So Mam and Reed for McCulloch and Latrell. I'm not convinced you need to make a trade there at all. Oh, Bacon Lord's back. Yes, Bacon Lord. Uh, yeah, if, if you if you do, at Mr. Collingwood, if you do need to make a trade this week, hit us in the DMs and we'll sort something better out for you. Uh, King and Taylor May to Cook and Cleary. Um, well, not not this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> a good move. Yeah, 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 maybe next week. Um, leaves no trades can cover any position until round twenty. Who was he trading? Who was he trading out? King and who? King Max King and Taylor May to Cook and Cleary. So I guess you just do May to Cleary. Oh, sorry, May to Cook, and just hang on to King. Yeah, or the other way around, depending on what position you need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you, you want someone in your in your seventeen this week. 
No, but I mean, like, you could do King to Cook as well if you needed the wing fullback or center. Um, Marnie McInnes and Dylan Brown and Ramsey. Marnie McInnes, Br- Dylan Brown and Ramsey to Cook, Haas, DC, and Tass. Uh, well, you're not bringing in Haas, obviously. Um, but you can just leave out the Dylan Brown to Haas leg and do the balance of that. Tass is almost too expensive now, isn't he? Yeah. You'd be better off buying Dane Gagai in that price bracket. Yeah. In the or would you? How much is he, Ryan? How much? How much is? Oh, he's he's actually yeah, really close to Gagai. Yeah, ten k, nine k off him. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Not that one. You just go down to a booth or something like that. I think instead of bringing in Tass, leaves no trades though. That's a bit of a worry. Uh, I traded out Aiken when he was named at centre. And bought him was it Frizzell, which didn't quite work. But now I need a center again. <laughs> um, did I do I just bite the bullet and bring him back in for Penasini, or do I go with Ramian and the soft draw instead? Worried Aiken might still end up in the centers. No, I'm, I'm I'd be happy buying um, buying Aiken again. Like our, like our mail was that he was um, going to be the edge back row moving forward, and that seems to be good so far. So. Yeah, I don't have too many concerns. All right, let's say that you were absolutely convinced that you that you were worried about it. Would you go Ramian or Bird? I'd prefer. I jeez, oh, I mean Ramian's the ceiling, but Bird's a lot safer. I, I personally, yeah. I'd go. For Bird, That's a worry, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Bird's a safe option. <laughs> Bird's kind of the ceiling as well, but he has had a higher floor. So yeah, no. Yeah, I think Aiken or Birds are go. Don't worry. Don't you don't want a centre who's actually in the centres, mate. That's that's not the dream. It's not what we're about here at the Fantasy Amateurs. Yeah. Uh, also, is there a material difference between Papali'i and Cameron Murray, presumably for buying purposes? For scoring. Well, yeah, the material difference is what fifty k. <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that's why he's asking is why would you spend 50K to get Murray instead of Papali'i? I think it's probably the context. Well, I think a lot more people own Papali'i's 31.5% versus Murray 9%, so that's probably the reason. Yeah. But So the reason is you'd buy it for a pod. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd, oh, I'm fine buying either. Um, I think Papali'i's yeah. the buy this week, given that he's you don't have to worry about origin resting. And playing the Warriors. And a captain yeah. option. That, yeah, that too. No, yeah. I like it. I'll I just jump on properly, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Back to Matt Lippiat-Sidman's question, and then I've got a little funny thing that somebody tagged me in during the recording of the podcast that I'd like to share with everybody because it's loosely um, related to – it's not, not related to rugby league, but it's a sports thing I think everyone will like. All right. So Matt says, it's come up over the last couple of weeks, but I'd love the general thoughts on you only sell a popular guy to dot, dot, dot scenarios – as we are in the gun up slash studs time, assuming that cover isn't if isn't an issue, so feel free to offer up other players. But things like you know, say Taylor May, Isaac Targo, Kula, who are the only wing fullbacks and centers that you you know waste a trade to upgrade them to? For example, I'd only trade Taylor May if I was getting Tedesco. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Same thing with Max King, Torhu, Tomalolo, only forwards we trade him to, and Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Jerome Hughes to the halves. Um, hookers and centers are probably a little bit obvious. So, all right. So I'll, let, let's just unpack this. Let's, I'm going to go unpack this a little bit. Do we have Taylor May, Targo, and Kula all in the same bracket, or is there a tier within that group of players? I think uh, Taylor May is a slight rung above both. I think Kula and Targo in the, are in the same bracket, but I just think yes. May is, is a slight tier above. Okay. So if it was Kula or Targo, you're much more comfortable trading them out to, say, Latrell or Dewey-type, Ponga-type guy, whereas Taylor May, you maybe don't see the point. Is that sort of where you're getting at? Basically, yeah. Like for, for me, Taylor May, um, like I, I'm looking at him as like my third wing fullback and then having um, like a Ponga or a Dewey as 18th man I can loop um, on a given week. So that's sort of my thinking there because like I'm, I'm going to own Hines and Teddy and really like like is Pap that much? Like is he 200K better than May? I, I don't think so. Um, not at the moment. No, not at the moment. So, yeah, that, that's sort of my thoughts around those two. Like, Cooler, like, he's a fine 18th man, but, you know, he seems like a, a 30s, a mid to high 30s average player for me versus May has sort of been a consistently mid 40s average most of the season. Yeah. Anything to add to that sort of area of commentary before we move on to the next position there, Rob? Yeah, I've, I've still got Targo. Um, and I, th- I'm, I think I'm in the same boat as you, Ryan. I think um, I'm happy to move him on. I was going to move him on to Papali'i this week. So, yeah, I'll be happy trading out um, either of those guys. I, I suppose it just comes down to your depth, um, whether you've got – because the centre wing fullback of, of Kula is really handy. But um, it's just – it's yeah, it's a little bit of cash in your emergencies that you might want to get out. Um mm. So happy to yeah go to a more solid option like a I don't know solid maybe like a higher higher ceiling option like a Dewey or a Ponga or something like that. Yeah, I think outside of Tedesco and Hines, there's no clear, obviously best wing fullback right now. Mm. Um, I think somebody's going to emerge, whether that's Pap or Dewey or Latrell or whoever. Um, they could easily, you could easily make an argument that the third best wing fullbacks got drink water at the moment. Um, but I, I want to ask is Ruben Garrick, cause he's the next, he's the most expensive one, but is he clearly the third best for you guys at the moment? Or is he in a tier with those other guys? I think he's the third best. Let's I think he's in a purple match. Uh, personally, I think he's in a purple patch. Like right now, based on form, he's most definitely in that top three tier. But I don't think he's um, a guy that you can comfortably say is going to be in that tier for the entirety of the season, unlike Hines and Teddy, who have proven it year in, year out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I think what we're getting to is a wing fullbacks is, is no clear third best option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a tier of Garrick, Pappenhausen, Manu, if you've got him, drink water. Latrell. And then, yeah, Latrell, potentially Dewey, potentially Ponga, um, and Taylor May is probably in that group of players rather than being a clear step below them at the moment. Whereas, you know, your Targos and, and those sorts of guys is, is maybe below. Now, in the halves, this is an interesting one for me because so we've got the three players that he nominated was Moses Brown and 
um, Hughes, and you know, I don't think that Hughes, Moses, and Brown are all the same tier either. I think Moses and Brown are in a tier, but I'd have Moses first in that tier, and then Hughes is at least one tier lower. Um, yeah, Hughes is averaging forty-eight. So, yeah. Here's a question is, so, like, Reynolds isn't awkward because he's in the middle of the two tiers at the moment price-wise, but he's probably – Reynolds and Moses are probably in a in a, in a a grouping for me um, with Cleary, Munster, and Cherry Evans, the top three. Um, would you spend a trade in 150K to go from Dylan Brown to Munster? I mean, we've discussed this most of the show. Um, I, I, I think I, mean, I would. We're saying it like that. It's a lot. Like it's like a 16 points worth of value, quote unquote, or whatever it is, or 12 points or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brown's probably a low 50s average, isn't he? So. Yeah, it, maybe it, 10 or 11 points maybe. I don't know if it's that yeah. much. Well, Munster might, might nudge 60. Remember, remember that this is the thing, right? Remember, this is Munster was the outlier in the 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 preseason article that we did about strength of schedule. Um, so he is um, plays better against good teams. And I think the Storm dropping out of the top four is going to be a big um, thing for them. And the Storm actually have the hardest last five games of any team. Um, and the fourth hardest schedule from now onwards. So, you know, it may be that Munster is a 60-plus average player rest of the season and outscores DCE. I mean, sure, but, like, it's like in my head I was thinking, you know, Dylan Brown sort of 52-53 versus Munster 60. So, like, I guess, um, you know, like the 100 and, what, 60K it is to get there – isn't worth six points, but I guess at some point of the season, uh, the points start to become more valuable than the, the money the you're money. necessarily yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, it depends if you can do something else with that. If you're just using that 160K to make your 19th man a better player, then that's probably a mistake. But if it's, you know, if it's the difference between your other trade being for DCE and being for Cleary, you know, or being for Mitch Barnett or Isaiah Papali'i, you know, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. So probably situational with that sort of a deal, I think. Um, you know, I don't – yeah, like you say, it's probably five points instead of – I think with the wing fullbacks, we're playing more for the floor. Is that a fair oh, – Yeah. Like the yeah. floor average, not the one-game floor, but like the average, you know, what you'd expect rest of the season. The other thing with Taylor May, Ryan, I want to flag with you, is the Panthers have the third hardest schedule rest of the season. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, just, a, just a thought. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, mate. Just want to, you know, mess I'm, it I'm, in I'm, a bit. I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, it's really uh, – I don't see too many – huge stumbling blocks there. Like, no. obviously, the Tigers this week, then they've got Cronulla, Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne, Souths, Warriors, Cowboys. Like, And Cowboys is around 25. They probably won't even play any of these blokes anyway. Yeah, um, yeah to be honest, I, I'm not too concerned looking at that schedule. No. No. No, fair enough. No, just just, just flagging it with you, mate. Just trying, just trying to do the righty by you. Um, where's my bloody... 
trade posts. It's disappeared. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think was there another was there another one there? Mids or ages? I lost it. Boys, I've lost it. No, oh, no, you're a boomer. You're such a boomer. I am, mate. I am. I'm gonna get next thing. I'm gonna be buying my 14th investment property soon. Um, yeah. All right. The last one. Yeah, middles is the last one or the forwards. So King Tohu Tomalolo. I think this one's a pretty cut and dry. Maybe a little bit more. Um, all of those are bottom tier keepers, and I think there's some. There's a, a nice little rung of guys who's significantly better in the forwards. Um, you know, take your pick of Murray, Yo, Papali'i, um, and um, I mean that's probably yeah, Clemmer, <laughs> that's Clemmer's probably the tier, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is the tier, the top tier. Yeah, I'm gonna have none of them. I'm um, sure. Uh, there's a bunch of dudes who I think could come up to that tier. Angus Crichton's one of them. Pat Carrigan's one of them. Payne Haas at 670-something. Dave Fafida. There's a few guys there who could be. But, I mean, they're, the only three – it's really Papali and Murray, the only two that I'd be willing to fork out for, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and those yep. just happen to be the two on my buy list over the next two weeks too. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing is like looking at Max King, like is a trade like Max King to David Clemmer for a hundred or just under a hundred K is something like that. Is that something you'd do or? Um, I think it's definitely something I'd consider um, once Luke Thompson's back, which apparently is going to be in the next week or so. Um, okay. like, Cause that is my concern with Max King. And that's why like, I, I don't, have him like when I look at him, I I don't necessarily think keeper because like his role could change on any given week. And mm. the same with Adam Elliott too. Like Elliott's one of those blokes; he's been great, but you know you're at the mercy of Ricky Stewart there. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm keeping. Like uh, that's why I've, I've probably wanted to hold Haas, um, you know, more than others, and wanted to keep those trades up my sleeve because I, I don't necessarily trust Ad, Adam Elliott or Max King to be guys I'm going to keep to the end. No, me either. And I'm looking at I'm looking at even guys yeah like yeah, like your Tamalolo I'm not 100% confident he's going to be a keeper gun rest of season and having those couple of extra trades to be able to make those luxury upgrades might be the difference at the end there so mm. yeah I'm looking at Max King to paint Haas for 30k and salivating at the moment so <laughs> um, or Max King to David 80 minute edge David for feeder for 30 grand or 20 grand or straight swap salivating so wow. yeah it's going to be great. Looking forward to it, boys. I reckon that'll just about do us. Do we have any closing thoughts here, gents? I've just got my little anecdote I need to to tell you guys about, which is, was pretty funny. Do you have anything else before we before I do that? Um, no, I'm, I think I've got everything out. Yeah. What about you, Rob? You're right. You fall asleep. No, no, no. Uh, still here. Um, yeah, no. Um, just it's going to be a tough week, I think. So, uh, yeah, try and keep some trades and, and think that there is, there's lots of all weeks to go as, as yeah. Mark said at the top of the pod. This is a tough yeah. week, but we can get through it. There's more than a quarter of the season remaining. That's right. Yeah. All right. So shout out to a league memes for this uh, tag post that I got from um, my partner's brother um, who has no interest in sport whatsoever, but tagged me in it because he thought I'd like it. And I do like it. So it's an unbelievable story from India today. A group of farmers and unemployed youngsters have been busted for running a fake IPL and conning Russian punters into betting on it. So the group has been streaming the matches on YouTube 
uh, by taking turns wearing the kits of the Chennai Super Kings, the Mumbai, Mumbai Indians, and the Gujarat Titans. The stream has downloaded sound effects to make it more realistic. They even hired a commentator who sounded like the real commentator. <laughs> the the, the video is pretty incredible. The, the, cha- the, the, channel, the channel would show a wide shot of the pitch. Crowd noises, sound effects were played through the downloaded from the internet, played through a speaker. Uh, it, the tournament began three weeks after the real IPL concluded in May. Um, but despite this, the Conmen managed to reach the quarterfinal stage of their so-called IPL Cricket League before police stopped play. Uh, Russian gamblers have placed bets on Telegram channels set up by the gang who then alerted the fake umpire using walkie-talkies would signal the bowler to – who would signal the bowler to hit a four or a six or get out um, so they would make money on the betting. (laughs) And it it looks legit too. Like it looks pretty good. Um, the picture is great. So yeah, if you if you're keen for a laugh, jump on and um, have a look at the uh, fake IPL <laughs> on YouTube, and um, and yeah, that's that's a that's a great that's a great stuff. So I'm really happy with that. Is this uh, Peter Volander's master plan with the NRL? Or is that <laughs> what? It... <laughs> oh man, how great! That's awesome. Love that. Just what the word, oh, the comment section is pretty great as well. So head over to A-League Memes and check that out if you want to uh, want to do more shout-out to them. So I think that'll do, boys. Thank you very much for uh, participating. I think it was a good, good sesh. All correct, 100% correct advice given out tonight, which is fantastic. Um, and Money um, bank guarantee on that advice too. Yeah, mate, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, money bank guarantee. Yeah, I, th- I think no matter what happens this weekend, uh, rugby league's a real winner because there's actually eight games on plus state of origin this week. Yes. Thank you. I, I and, can't wait. Uh, I actually hate origin. I want it over. Get rid of it. Do you? Yeah, mate. I, I just want fantasy. That's all I care about. Yeah. No, it's not real football anyway. Yeah. If Edric Lee's not there, I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. If Edric and Branko aren't there, I'm not interested. Yeah. Brothers. The brothers. No, they're, mate, they're brothers. They're not cousins. <laughs> Man, there's a dude on Twitter that keeps getting real mad at me because I keep saying that they're brothers, not cousins. It's, it's, it's very amusing. Oh, that's great. oh, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it as always. Thank you for sticking around for the uh, last five minutes of garbage as usual. And um, we'll see you next week. Love you guys.